My name is Jeremy Devins and welcome to the Quiet Mind Yoga Podcast. I've been teaching yoga since 2011 and I've created this podcast so you can practice anytime, anywhere, hour-long classes, hatha, vinyasa, yin, and gentle yoga. To sustain this podcast, click the link in the show notes to become a supporter for as low as 99 cents a month or up to $9.99 a month. This helps me put out new shows every week so you can continue your practice. And if you want to keep in touch with me, visit quietmind.yoga where you can join the email list and hear about all the new classes and upcoming events. Thanks for listening. Come down to your back. We'll start there, hugging the knees in, rocking side to side on the back. <clears throat> and keep your right knee hugged in and let the left leg extend down to the floor, relaxing the left leg. Shoulders soften. Let your body become a little bit heavier. Letting go of any effort in the neck and shoulders. You can move the ankles if you want. You can move the toes if you want. And then bring the knee across the body into a twist. So here you could put your bolster under the knee if you want. Or you could just have the knee go towards the floor. And the right shoulder towards the floor behind you. Come back to center, both knees in, and keep your left knee in and extend the right leg out. So in yin yoga, we stay on the ground, no standing postures. We hold postures up to one to five minutes in some poses. With emphasis more on the yin qualities of softness, going slower, more stillness. You can move the ankles if you want here, move the toes. And then we'll bring the knee across the body. You can have the bolster here under the knee if you want. And left shoulder towards the ground, turn the head away from the knee. The whole spine's in a gentle rotation. Thank you. 
And then back to center, happy baby pose, holding outside of the knees, the shins, or the feet. Knees towards the armpits. You could stay still. You could rock side to side. You could extend one leg at a time if you want. So now keep your right foot, right leg in happy baby pose. So right leg still in happy baby pose, but the left foot comes to the floor. So left knee can be bending or left leg can be straight out. Whatever feels more natural for you. But we're going a little deeper into the inner hips here. And the hip flexors. So maybe you keep the right foot, sole of the foot towards the ceiling, right knee towards the uh, right armpit. It's really like a happy baby pose on the right side, but the left leg is either bent or straight. into the body, happy baby pose on the left side, <clears throat> and the right foot, either knee bent or right leg straight. As best you can, moving the sole of the left foot to face the ceiling. And that may mean holding outside of the knee or the shin instead of the foot if that's needed. Make sure there's no pain in the joints, but uh, if you have a Firm hold on the leg. Right, so we have a little noise next door to remind us to be mindful in our practice. <coughs> if you ever go to India, you'll know there's a lot more distractions than this, and the senses and the sounds and the smells. So that's where we get yoga from. It's where they need it the most and need that ability to have a sense of center and self. In the Yoga Sutras, it's said that the one who practices yoga, one who is firmly established in their yoga practice, is one who is not affected by the, the dance of opposites. Hot and cold, loud and quiet. Right, there's always going to be external factors to work with, but when we're centered in ourselves, it's... We still have that sense of self no matter what the external circumstances. And then bring both knees in towards the body here. And feet down to the floor. Cross the right knee over the left knee. And then hug both knees in towards the body. So right knee over the knee. Not, not pigeon pose, but cross-legged, so it's supta gomakasa, not pigeon pose, yeah, you got it right, yeah, Laura, yeah, there you go, yep, so knee over knee, and then hold maybe on the shins, maybe you can grab opposite, uh, so your left hand grabs your right shin, your right hand grabs your left shin, so the emphasis here is on the outer right hip, that's where the main stretch is happening, shoulders are relaxed, face is relaxed. 
if we were sitting, this would be called Gomukhasana, but we're on the back, so it's Supta Gomukhasana, supine cow face pose. And then we'll have the knees move to the left, so into a twist with the right knee over the left. So a little deeper into that twist like we did earlier. And you might need to crawl your left shoulder up a little bit towards the back of the mat so your right shoulder can move towards the ground. And turn the head away from the knees so the whole spine's in rotation. And we're progressing through these poses in this first sequence to go a little deeper each time. And in that way, we, we strengthen the, what's called the vagal tone. Your nervous system's uh, health is sort of measured by your vagal tone. Like, can you handle a lot of stress and still be relaxed? Can you still manage your breath even though the body is in a pretty deep stretch, pretty contracted position? And that way we learn to be steady, centered in all situations. We'll come back to center and uncross the legs. So left knee over right knee, crossing the legs. And then you can hold the knees or you could hold the shins. Emphasis on the outer left hip. Generally, we want to be about 60 to 80% of the capacity, so you could always do a little bit more if you really pushed it, but we're not going to really push it. We want to stay in the pose a little longer than usual, so somewhere around 60 to 80% of your capacity, where there's enough engagement that you feel something, but not too much where it could be painful or hurt later. And then we'll take this over to the right, so into a twist, the knees stacked. You might want to crawl your right shoulder up to the back of the mat a little bit so you can open the shoulders, left shoulder towards the ground. 
we'll come back to center. And then let both legs straight out, just noticing left and right, just resting for a moment in stillness. to the side and come up to grab a grab your blanket so we'll shift our focus up to the back a little bit here and just take your blanket out so normally it's like a rectangle shape and you just open it out once from there and then roll it up into a long cylinder shape so you want to make sure this roll is pretty firm and tight. If it becomes more like flat and square, then you'll lose the, the effect of this. So tight cylinder shape, round. And the thicker this is, the more intense what we're going to do will be. So start with it maybe medium thickness, like maybe two inches at most. And that's going to go under the shoulder blades. And if you get there and that's too much, you, you unroll it, make it thinner. If it's too little, you make it thicker until you find the right spot. So you wanna make sure that your, your shoulder blades are touching the floor. If your shoulders are floating off the floor, this will put a lot of strain on the neck. So neck's relaxed, upper shoulders relaxed, but that space right under the shoulder blades is getting some spinal extension, which usually it has the opposite going on. So this can really bring some relief to the upper back. And again, modify if you need to, if you wanna make it thicker or thinner, so you wanna be about 60 to 80% of your capacity. So not too little where you don't feel much, not too much where it feels painful. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good.
If you've ever had a garden, you know the default state of a garden is that it gets weeds, it gets pests and termites. It gets messy pretty quick. In the same way, our body and our mind is like that. The default state of our mind is, is not peaceful and serene and like the Garden of Eden. It's more like uh, you know, a jungle. It turns into a bunch of weeds and our mind becomes full of anxieties and fears and doubts and confusion and anger if we just leave it, if we just sort of go on autopilot. When we do practices like yoga, we, we cultivate the presence in the mind, awareness in the mind, and it's like weeding a garden. We, t- we pull out the stuff that we don't need, and the mind becomes less full of anxiety and fears and more of certainty, clarity, focus, presence. In the same way with the body, the body just moves towards decay over time unless we use it. And our body is very uh, efficient, so if we don't use it, we lose it over time. Our flexibility, our strength, mobility. Even though we're not moving a lot today, we're not doing a lot of physical effort, we are tending to the body and mind in a very deep, healing way. And we'll start to roll on to the left side of the body. And find somewhere here on the left side, there may be a sensitive, tender spot, or maybe it just feels nice to just kind of rest there. We won't stay quite as long here, but just finding a spot somewhere on the left side under the armpit, in the upper ribs, that feels nice to rest on. Sometimes there's some really sensitive spots here. Sometimes there's a lot of tension. And sometimes not much. So just feeling out what's there. come over to the other side same thing resting on the side onto the blanket so there's two really important big pushing muscles there in the, the latissimus dorsi the lat muscles in the side of the back or maybe above that in the um, serratus anterior, sort of the upper ribs muscles, 
which connects to the shoulders and that does a lot of the pushing movements. We do a lot of pushing, if you kind of notice throughout the day or just in your posture, it's more of like rounded in. We don't do a lot of pulling motions throughout the day usually for a lot of people. So these sort of pushing muscles get pretty tired, especially if you do a lot of like vinyasa yoga or more physical practices. You could imagine, it's like a garden pulling out weeds. You're finding the knots and the tensions in the body and softening into them as if to pull them out. When we soften into them, they start to release. Which is hard, because usually the first thing we do is tense up when we feel the tension. That's okay, but still taking slow, deep breaths, maybe softening a little bit. to hands and knees, just rolling over to come up and move your blanket. You can take it back to the rectangle shape to start set. So we'll take a deeper back bend. Let's use the bolster so we'll have the blocks on the sides of the mat, bolster towards the back. So you'll scoot your tail up to the bolster, supta baddha konasana supine bound angle pose. So you have your feet together, your knees are on your blocks, and your spine's on the bolster. So if you get there and your chin sticking up, have your blanket as a pillow under the head, to keep your head more neutral. Soles of the feet are together, if you can, and the knees are on the blocks. All right, and make sure the head and neck feels neutral and not like your chin is jutting up. And palms are open towards the ceiling, shoulders relaxed. If the bolster feels a little too high, let me know and I can give you another option. 
you got the sand moves a lot, so you gotta make sure it's on the right side. Scan your body if there's any areas of tension that can soften here.
we'll start to transition from here and make any small movements to transition. And eventually just coming down to your back for a moment in stillness, feeling the effects of the pose. to one side and back up. So going even a little deeper into the upper back now, we'll take one block at the highest height, one block at the middle height, and because these are cork blocks, we'll use our blanket just unfolding and then laying that over the lower block. So here we'll have the lower block under the shoulder blades, about where the blanket was earlier, but you could adjust, it might not be exactly the same, kind of feeling it out. Make sure there's no pain in the low back. a bigger extension of the spine and we'll add a little bit more to this by bending the knees feet on the floor and then cross your right arm over your left like you're going to go to eagle pose but you just cross the elbows right arms on top and even that might feel really nice on your back but maybe you move a little to the left or right you can move a little side to side Moving the knees side to side can help with this as well. Gently massaging into that area of the upper back. And if you find a knot or a sensitive spot there, maybe uh, holding on that spot, breathing into it. Again, the tendency when we feel uh, discomfort or tension in the body is to tighten up more And that's how the tension gets stuck there for so long. So maybe softening a little bit here, using the breath as a tool to soften here. All right, just like with the the weeding metaphor, we've got to get to the root of it really softening all the way down into that tension as best you can. And if it starts to feel sore, then, you know, it's about as far as it can go today, and that's okay, and we'll just move to a different spot, maybe moving over to a different part of the back and finding maybe a different tension there. So again, we want to still stay around 60 to 80% of our capacity. So if you start to feel soreness or pain, then that's going beyond 80%. So that's, it's okay. We'll just stop and then go on to the next thing and, and come back to it maybe tomorrow or the next time you practice.
and then maybe going over side to side again, maybe finding a different spot. We'll come back to center, let the arms open out again. Arms open to the sides like a T, shoulders relaxed, palms up. If you want a little bit more here for the upper chest and shoulders, bring your arms overhead and maybe even catch the wrists or the forearms. This can add a little more extension to the spine. And then here, while the arms are back there, we'll grab the block and move it down a step. So now the head goes down a little bit lower. Check in with your low back. Make sure there's no pain or tension there. If there is, we'll just stop there, or you can go back to that first position. If you feel okay, you can lower the block even one more step. So now the head is lower than the chest. So even bigger extension of the spine and make sure it feels okay on the, the back and the neck. And let your head just move a little side to side. Relax movements in the neck. And then back to center and bring the block back up a step to the middle height. And then bring the block back up to the highest height under the head where we started. And cross the left arm over the right, just like we did a moment ago. Rock a little side to side. You can move the knees too to get into that, into the upper back. Find a sensitive spot, a tender spot, or a knot, and hold there. Not forced, if not forceful, not pushing, but softening into that tension. And the steady deep breaths helps the nervous system soften, helps the muscles start to relax. We're training the nervous system to be more steady, less up and down, less reactive. And less prone to holding tension in the muscles. Move over to a different part of the back, finding a knot or a part that feels good to stay on and just holding there for a moment. Even with your breath, breathe into the upper back. So when you inhale, there's an expansion into the blocks. And you exhale, a softening away from the block.
again, move the knees and the back side to side. And then slowly come off of the blocks, move the blanket, and move the blocks, just come down to your back. So if you don't drink a lot of water, today would be a good day to start. <laughs> if you felt what I felt in my back, you're probably going to have some soreness tomorrow. So make sure you stay hydrated and keep the muscles hydrated. Now bring the knees into the body and rock forward and back. So keep your chin in and massage along the length of the spine from tail to shoulders. And come all the way up to sitting. And here we'll have the right ankle in front of the left, crossing the legs. Bring your hands beside you to find extension of the spine rather than flexion. So there's a length and lift in the heart. And start to hinge at the waist to walk the hands forward. And then once you feel you're already pretty far down, let the back round in as much as it wants. You can walk your hands forward even a little bit more here to extend the spine and soften the upper back. There's a little bit of outer hip stretch here if you want to add more, if your legs feel okay. You could come in for a second and then stack the right shin over the left shin. And the more you have the ankle over the knee, the deeper this will be. So if your knee is up when you do that, just have it uh, shin over shin so your right knee can be uh, not so high up. And again, same thing. So you could stack the shins and fold over the legs. Never using force in yin yoga, but softening. So letting the gravity do the work, pulling the body down towards the ground. Start to come back up. Let the legs extend straight out. And then other side. So either left shin in front or left shin on top. So again, ankle over knee is going to be the deepest version of that. But if you do that and your knee is off high off the other leg, just make it a little wider. So shin over shin. 
and don't worry about stacking the ankle and knee. You could have a block in front of you. Fingertips extending, spine extending, and hinging forward at the waist to come down into this. This side might be tighter, so you might need a block or to do something a little different than the other side. Again, you could extend the arms further forward. softening into the pose rather than forcing or pushing. So to walk the hands back in, extend the legs straight out, and from here we'll come into a pigeon pose. So you could come onto your back in the figure four shape, or you could come up to have the right knee towards the right edge of the mat and left leg straight back. If your right hip comes up high when you do that, you could use your props underneath the right hip, which could be a blanket or a bolster or a block. And you could even rest the upper body on a block on the forehead or a bolster underneath you. So take your time to set it up and come down to rest. Or you could stack the hands to have the block out here. See how that feels. The elbows wide, shoulders relaxed. Good. 
And we'll start to come back onto the hands. And to the other side, same thing. Left knee towards the left edge of the mat. The hips are square towards the ground, so not leaning to the left or right, but right in the middle. And this side might feel different. So again, same thing though, you can stack the hands, elbows out wide, forehead, shoulders relaxed. A prop under the leg or under the head. start to come back onto the hands and then setting up for our final resting pose which could be just shavasana laying flat arms and legs extended <clears throat> you could have your <clears throat> excuse me bolster under the knees if you want maybe setting up with uh, bolster on the blocks Whatever feels comfortable for you, finding a final resting pose. any last little adjustments you need, shoulders softening, neck relaxed, back of the body heavy, grounded, front of the body light.
Begin to make small movements of the fingers and toes, hands and feet, wrists and ankles. Eventually making your way back up to sitting, take your time. And we'll close our practice with the hands together at the heart, bowing the mind to the heart and to each other. Thank you for practicing today. Namaste.